Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Believe in Orlando Magic from the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike Fazzino, and this show is about all things Orlando Magic, breaking NBA news. I am so excited to finally have the opportunity to do the show and talk about both a team and a sport that I love. Just to introduce myself once again, my name is Mike Fazzino. I come from two and a half years over over at Barstool Sports, excuse me. I currently host a sports talk radio show based out of West Long Branch, New Jersey called Goat Talk. And most importantly, I'm a diehard Orlando Magic fan. I live in New Jersey, so I guess it's a little bit weird that I'm a Magic fan. But I first fell in love with the team back in 2010 when I bought NBA Live 10, first video or one of the first video games I ever played. Dwight Howard was the cover athlete, and knowing nothing about the NBA, I just played the team of the guy that was on the cover, and I started watching the sport from there, really fell in love with the game of basketball, really fell in love with the sport, and I just kind of developed into a Magic fan, and I'm still still a Magic fan, I'm still here thriving after a couple of heartbreaks, seeing Dwight Howard get traded. The probably the biggest blow for me, the Victor Oladipo trade. We, we've endured a lot as Magic fans, but I have been really blessed to have been an NBA fan, been a fan of such a great sport. And with that, I am probably happier right now than I've ever been as an NBA fan. I've never been so excited because after a four-month hiatus, after enduring coronavirus, ha- actually having COVID myself, I'm okay and healthy now, thank God. But After enduring all of this, we are finally blessed in getting what we deserve. Yes, the NBA is back as of the recording of this video on the morning of July 30th. Tonight, Jazz Pelicans, Clippers Lakers, the NBA is finally back. We have waited more than long enough, but all props go to Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA because they have handled this so incredibly well and professionally. As of yesterday, the NBA had zero Zero coronavirus positive tests. A couple of minor situations. Something recently happened with Lou Williams going to a strip club or getting food. I'm not really sure what that story was, to be honest with you. But other than that, the bubble has worked incredibly well. I think it's something that all sports should consider doing, especially now with what's going on in baseball, where games are getting suspended and pushed back because players and teams are testing positive. But Once again, all props go to the NBA, and because of how well they handle this, we are finally getting what we as fans deserve. The NBA is coming back in the form of an eight-game regular season, playing games if needed. Let's dive right into what the NBA looks like right now. Then we're going to focus on our Orlando Magic. But just to give an idea of what the landscape of the NBA looks like right now in terms of standings, we have... 
Obviously, there not every team in the NBA is here at the bubble. 22 of the 30 teams are here. Looking at the Eastern Conference standings, in order, we have Milwaukee, Toronto, the Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, the 76ers, the Nets, and then at the 8th seed is the Orlando Magic at 30 and 35. And then the only other Eastern Conference team is the 9-seeded Washington Wizards at 24 and 40. Moving over to the Western Conference now, in order. We have the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Mavericks, and the Grizzlies. And those are teams 1 through 8. The teams that are outside looking in right now are the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns. Obviously, more teams coming out of the Western Conference right now. So, it's going to be really interesting to see what the playoff landscape is going to look like. I personally kind of think it's more or less of a lock for the Eastern Conference, but I'll get into that a little bit when we talk about the Magic specifically. But overall, that's the landscape of the league, and it's going to be really interesting to see how these eight games go because these are eight of the biggest games that these teams have played all season. And there's really just such a small margin for error, and just a difference of one or two games can have a huge impact on seeding, especially in the Western Conference, where the Lakers are kind of far ahead of everybody else by five and a half games, but every other team from like three through nine is within two or three games of each other. So it is extremely close in the Western Conference. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But let's focus on our Orlando Magic now, where they left off prior to all of this and what is on the horizon ahead. So before the NBA shut down, the Magic were on a three-game winning streak, and they went one and two, I believe, in terms of their scrimmage record here in Orlando before the start of the season. Their last game against the Nuggets, though, by far the most important game. Yes, they won 114-110, to but Jonathan Isaac, who we have not seen play since I think around New Year's, the beginning of January was when he went down with the knee injury. He played in just seven minutes, had 13 points, seven rebounds, two steals, shot the ball five five for six from the field, and two for two from behind the three-point line. Keep in mind, he did that in just seven minutes. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, a 25, 30-point-a-game scorer, but if he can score the ball well... You know, if he could get his 13, maybe 15, 18 points a game, defend the ball really well, and most importantly for him, because this is something he kind of struggled with, if he can continue to shoot the ball effectively, he is and will be the X factor for the Magic going into the playoffs. I'm going to talk more about where I think they're going to land and their seeding in a couple minutes, but right now the Magic are... Locked in at the eight seed right now. The Wizards are five and a half games back from them. And I think the thing that's really important about the Magic right now is that they're the healthiest that they've been since January. But I would argue and say they're the healthiest they've been all season because they're coming off a four-month break. They're getting Mo Bamba, who just gained 28 pounds of muscle. They're getting a healthy Markel Fultz back. To me, the most important player on the team, Jonathan Isaac. They're getting Jonathan Isaac back and healthy. The team is probably one of the deeper teams right now because there are a couple teams that are missing one or two of their players, especially the Nets who are just a half game above them for the seventh seed. 
they're missing like half their roster. So the Magic being fully healthy, being a deep team, having their previously injured players back healthy is huge for them. Being healthy since the first time in January is really big for the Magic. And I think it helps even more so considering that the teams around them aren't necessarily 100%. Like you look at the Wizards, they're depleted and they're five and a half games back. You look at the Nets who are just half a game above for the seventh seed. They're missing, yes, they've been missing Kevin Durant all season, but they're missing Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie. That team is completely skin and bones right now. So the Magic have a real advantage at being healthy, and hopefully they could stay healthy over the course of these eight games because they've always been an injury-riddled team. So if they could just stay healthy for these eight games, they have a real shot at making the seventh seed. And yes, I'm going to say it, possibly upsetting the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I think something else that's really important for Orlando before I dive into that prediction is their home court advantage. It's a little bit different because the Magic don't have, there's, you know, there's no fans. There, there's no, I, 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 this might be right, I don't know. I don't think they have their logos or anything on the home courts. Um, I think it's just going to be what we saw in the scrimmage with the generic NBA logo and then the Black Lives Matter message. Um, above that, I, I think that's going to be the main court. I might be wrong. Either way, home court advantage because they're the only team out of all 22 teams in the bubble that can come out and say, I am playing in my home city on my own turf. I get it's a little bit different because they're in a bubble. I get it's a little bit different because they don't have fans. But they're the only team that's playing in their city. They're playing where they feel comfortable. They're playing in Orlando, Florida. They're playing in Disney World. These are all things as an Orlando Magic fan that you you know, associate with the team. Like I was in Disney World when... Um, oh my God, I forgot what's called now. The NBA experience. When the NBA experience first opened up, who was there? The entire Orlando Magic roster was there on opening day. I was in Disney. I didn't get to meet anybody, unfortunately. But you think of Disney World as an NBA fan, you associate the Orlando Magic. Um, so there's just a real sense of pride. And there's going to be a huge, huge motivation for the Magic to really perform well, considering the fact that they're playing in their city. And... The fact that they're hosting the entire league in their city. That's going to be huge. Big motivation for the Magic. And I think that's really going to play a big part in their success in their home city of Orlando. But let's take a look at their next eight games, their remaining schedule, and kind of what's going to be next for them. So I think the main thing to talk about here with their schedule, as I said before, is how healthy they are. And... I think their depth is going to play a really big part in some of these games, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But the size that Mo Bamba added off the bench, 28 pounds, I think Mo Bamba should be the starter. Uh, this is going to be, I guess, my hottest take as a Magic fan, but I want Vucevic off the team. Can't stand him. I acknowledge he's a great player. He's just not for us. We we, we need to build around a front court of Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, but we'll save that for future episodes. But... Mo Bamba adding that muscle off the bench is going to be so huge in games against like the Raptors and the Sixers and um, the Pelicans. So let's go ahead and look at the schedule right now. But I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there that I think the size and the depth that the Magic have off the bench is really going to put them ahead of some of the other teams. So just reading off their schedule in order of gameplay, we have first game against the Kings. 
Then you have the Nets, the Pacers, the Raptors, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Nets, and the Pelicans. That's the overarching schedule right there. We play the Nets twice. Now, that's important to note because the Nets are extremely depleted, probably the most depleted team in the bubble, and we're half a game behind them. Let's go ahead and look at these game by game. First game against the Sacramento Kings. I mean, I'm going to give the Magic a win there. So right now, the Kings are currently sitting at the 11th seed in the Western Conference. They are three and a half games, excuse me, three and a half games back from the eight seed. Are they playing for the playoffs? I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't think they're playing for a playoff spot right now. I mean, look at the teams that are ahead of them. The Pelicans, who I think the only reason the NBA did this was this setup was that way Zion Williamson could get into the playoffs. You have the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. That that team always has a fire ignited under them. That team is always just aggressive and playing hard. Then you have John Morant and the Grizzlies. And, well, then the seventh seed is Luka and the Mavericks, but there's a seven-game gap between them. And then below the Kings, you have Popovich and the Spurs and Booker and the Suns, who I don't think they're going to do anything. So I really think the Kings are looking at this strategically, knowing that they already had Rashawn Holmes in trouble, knowing that Jabari Parker tested positive for COVID back a couple weeks ago, knowing that the odds that they can overcome the Grizzlies, the Blazers, and the Pelicans is, I think they look at their odds and know that's limited, and maybe they come out a little bit feisty in the first game, but I don't think they're going to be playing with the same momentum that a team like the Blazers would play as, or um, a young, exciting team like the Grizzlies are playing as, or the most important team out of these three, the Pelicans, because we know that the NBA wants Zion Williamson versus LeBron in the first round of the playoffs. We know that the NBA wants the Pelicans in the playoffs. The whole reason that they put 13 teams in the Western Conference into the bubble is that way Zion Williamson could make the playoffs or at least have a shot at making the playoffs. I'm writing off the Kings. I don't think that I don't think that they're playing to win. I'm sorry. I give the Magic a win against the Kings. 1-0. Not going to talk about this one too much. 2-0. Second game's against the Nets. The Nets are the most depleted team in the NBA bubble right now. And... I think they know that. I also think that they know that they're not going to fall behind the Wizards. Do they play hard? Yes. Are they going to play their absolute best basketball? Yes. Are the Magic a better team than them and are they going to win? Yes. I say that completely unbiased because I think their leading scorer is going to be either Karis LeVert or 40-year-old Jamal Crawford. I don't think that team is going anywhere. Third game against the Pacers. This is where I get nervous. Do I think we win against the Pacers? It's tough because I'm really trying hard to not be biased. But, I mean, the the Pacers are just okay. Like, I, I've never really been... I've never really been crazy about the Pacers, to, to tell you the truth. And it's hard because they are getting Victor Oladipo back, from what I understand. I, I think he's playing. I, I don't know if I'm correct in that. It's tough. This is really tough to call, but I'm going to give the Magic a win here. And I I say that because I worry. I, I've always worried about the Pacers with their chemistry issues. And they're a team I've never been completely sold on. So I'm going to give the Magic a win here. But I won't be surprised if they lose. So I'm going to go 3-0 for the Magic right now. 
I'm putting it out right now. I think we drop the next three games. I know you're going to think I'm super biased because I gave the Magic a three, no start. But I think we drop the next three. Raptors, Sixers, Celtics. Raptors, I think we have the best shot at beat out of those three. I think we have the best shot beating them. I just don't think we're there yet. I think that this game is going to be a dress rehearsal for when we face them in the first round, for when we take the seventh seed from the Nets. This game is going to be a dress rehearsal, but... I don't know, because the the Raptors are really, really good, and they're really underrated. So I do think that the Magic are going to lose to them right here. But, I mean, out of the Raptors, the Sixers, and the Celtics, I, I think the Raptors are the worst of those three teams. I'm giving a Magic a loss there still. Sixers for the same reason, um, except I think the Sixers are a much better team than the Raptors. The difference is that the Raptors are a really good defensive team, and they could throw like 20 different defenses at you in a game. With the Sixers... I think the Sixers are just going to completely overpower the Magic on offense. Um, I've seen, excuse me, I've seen them run Ben Simmons at power forward in scrimmages. Joel Embiid's looking extremely healthy. Um, just their whole rotation is—they've kind of adjusted it a little bit. So that way, Al Horford's not clogging up the front court with Joel Embiid anymore, and they actually have a really nice pace to their game. So I think the Sixers are going to be one of the biggest surprise teams in the bubble, and I give the Magic a loss to them now. So right now we're at 3-2. The Boston Celtics, I mean, what what else could you say about the Celtics besides Jason Tatum's an animal? I mean, I think Jason Tatum is high and far the best player on that team. No disrespect to Kemba Walker. Jason Tatum's the best player on that team. And I've seen footage of him in practice. I've seen his gameplay and scrimmages. I've heard about what he's doing in practices. He's, I mean, the dude's just on another level right now. He's lethal. He's automatic. The Celtics are blowing out the magic in this game, three and three. These last two games are going to be the most important games now because if my predictions are right, we're sitting at three and three. The next game's against the Nets. I really, no, I'm going to do it. We're going to go 2-0 against the Nets, I think. I Here's the thing. I think the Nets are a really well-coached team, and I actually really like their young core. But, I mean, in an eight-game season where every game counts and, you know, the Magic, if I'm right, are going to be coming off two or three straight losses, I think they come back to that with some momentum, knowing that they just beat—or, not beat, I'm sorry, knowing that they just played three of the best teams in their conference— Coming out of that into a game against a super, super, super beaten down Nets team, I'm giving the Magic a win there. So that's four and three for us right now. Final game, and I think this is going to be the most important game overall. Not only because it's the last game, but I think it's the game that they're playing a team that I think is most at their level. So I think the Magic are above the Kings. I think they're clearly above the Nets. The Pacers, you could kind of sort of put on the same level as Orlando. The Raptors, Celtics, and Sixers, high and far above the Magic. I think the Pelicans are going to be the most evenly matched team against the Magic. And I think this game is going to be one of the most important games in all of the bubble. And because of that, I think that the Magic are going to come out firing on all cylinders. I don't... I don't know what to do with this game. I, I don't know if they're going to win this or not because you have the Magic who are essentially they're fighting for the seventh seed. I, I, there's no way the Wizards jump into the eighth seed or jump into the conversation remotely. The Magic are playing for the seventh seed. 
But I think this game is going to be one of the biggest games in the bubble and one of the biggest eighth and final games because of how important this game is to the Pelicans. I think this game is going to end up being the game that determines whether or not the Pelicans make the playoffs. I'm sorry, Magic fans. I have to give the Magic a loss here. We're going to go 4-4 four and four in the bubble. We're going to, yes, we're still going to end as the seventh seed. I think the Nets are going to have a worse record than 4-4. Four and four. I think they're going to go 2-6. Two 2-6 and six. Two and six is my prediction for the Nets. I think that we lose that final game to the Pelicans just because that game is going to be so much more important to them, and the Magic might kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit, knowing that they've secured the seventh seed, rest up in preparation for a series who I'm predicting is going to be against the Toronto Raptors. Foot off the gas pedal. Pelicans are going to be playing for a lot more. The Magic are going to go 4-4 four and four in the bubble. Now, looking ahead beyond that really quickly before we wrap up, I do think we're going to play the Toronto Raptors in the first round. How's that going to turn out? I don't know. Let's focus on these next eight games that we have ahead right now. That's my final prediction. I think we go four and four in the bubble, but even though we go four and four, I really think that we secure that seventh seed in the Eastern Conference and most likely play the Toronto Raptors because of that. This has been the inaugural episode of the Believe in Orlando Magic podcast from the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Mike Fazzino. You can listen to this podcast on all major streaming platforms. Make sure you join us next week as we look at how the Orlando Magic are doing in the bubble and maybe look into what the offseason is going to look like for the Magic. Once again, I'm Mike Fazzino. This is Believe in Orlando Magic, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.